0: decisions are often flawed because of the limited information on which they're based. But with the growing ability to capture massive amounts of data digitally and apply artificial intelligence to its analysis, there is a growing potential to gain better insights into healthcare and improve patient outcomes. Komodo Health has an ambitious plan to do that with its AI-driven platform that captures 15 million patient encounters with the healthcare system daily to provide a real-time picture of patients and their various encounters. We spoke to Aswan Sandra Cotton, Chief Medical Officer and Senior Vice President of Corporate Development at Komodo Health, about the changing data landscape, how big data has the potential to reshape healthcare decision-making, and what it's enabling everyone from patient groups to payers to do differently. Aswin, thanks for joining us.
1: Good night. Good afternoon.
0: How has the world of healthcare data changed with the advent of electronic health records?
1: So quite a bit. So um when thinking about electronic health records, I think there's a fixation on just you know use of clinical records that a provider puts into the system, it being the record of truth that our patient encounters. Um, but, you know, in, in our work at Commodore Health and also the industry more broadly, there's a lot of data that relates to clinical encounters and about the burden that's collected. Um, it can be analyzed and put to good use in terms of understanding the disease burden and where patients are in terms of geography, understanding the standard of care that are being applied to those patients. And finally, understanding areas where you can optimize um, better patient care. And so there's everything from, you know, omics data, social determinants of health, uh, clinical encounter data, as well as electronic health records. And all of them have a slice of the patient journey, but none of them in totality represent the full health care journey. And that's where Komodo Health comes in in order to create that ground-truth, harmonized view of a patient's journey to the healthcare system.
0: Your CEO has said that the healthcare data ecosystem is fundamentally broken. What did he mean by that?
1: So, when we think about right now, the healthcare ecosystem is really fixated on costs, and Oftentimes, when we look at it, we want really good outcomes and we want to consider the cost as well. One of the challenges is is that people become inherently outraged by the costs themselves because they can look at that in the context of their annual income, but there's really no good, strong precedent for understanding outcomes in the healthcare uh, system. let's just say you have congestive heart failure, you go into a hospital, what is the best standard of care for you and did you get that? There's oftentimes less understanding about what that standard of care ought to be and also less of an outrage around when that care standard is not adhered to. And our belief has been that once you know that ground truth about where patients are, the diseases they have, the providers and institutions where they see care decrease the opportunity in order to study those outcomes and optimize for better outcome rather than just purely looking at the outcome piece. So that's the first facet, which is the under-indexing about what is possible in terms of outcome by like looking at full patient journey data. The second piece that it goes in is that right now, most oftentimes incentives in the healthcare system that are not aligned, where payers and providers and life scientists, they put the patient almost as a pawn within the healthcare system rather than understanding what is the disease burden that each one of them fundamentally owns and then how they go and tackle that as an aggregated system. Um, So I think of healthcare as being a team sport, and right now we have teams that are fundamentally not coordinated. The last piece that I would highlight is that when you don't know the ground truth of what's happening in healthcare, so when you don't know what happened yesterday, it's really hard in order to think about what to do differently tomorrow. And so that lack of a ground truth then creates very subjective opinions around how patients should be treated with providers or better than others, what the care standard ought to be, what are the institutions? Where should they be paying the investments? Um, and when you actually understand the fundamental disease burden back of the U.S., all of those questions become quickly answered.
0: When you think of the world of healthcare data, what have traditionally been the limits? What are the, the problems with extracting actionable information?
1: Healthcare data suffers from three to four major challenges. First of all, uh, there's a lack of full representation of the U.S. So when you do have um, a sense of you want to study a population, oftentimes you're studying a specific risk pool, right? So if you want to study a Medicare population at a specific risk pool, and you study a single commercial payer with a single risk pool, or you study a specific geography within a provider system, None of those are nationally representative. So it's been really hard in order to understand um, patients and the interventions that they ought to be getting and the right standards of care on a national level and then bring those insights down to what should should happen for this patient next. That's the first piece. Second is fragmentation, which is um, when you have... When we only have a partial view of the patient's journey through the entire healthcare system, that creates incredible challenges in terms of being able to um, improve that patient's standard of care. So let's take, for example, a congestive heart failure patient that goes into the hospital, goes to the ICU, is discharged, sees their cardiologist two weeks later, who sends them for an echocardiogram. Now, the challenge here is that that particular patient. If you only see uh, a single setting of care, like the hospital, you, you completely lack visibility to what happened after that. And so, there's an incredible challenge in bringing the full care journey picture together and being able to understand the entire patient's journey, because that data is not able to be stitched um, back together on a de-identified basis. And then be used in order to provide better care for that patient. The third challenge is around timeliness, which is uh, right now there's you know there's a lot of different data sets out there. Some of them last months, even years. And when you're studying a population and you have to say there's a new therapeutic that's introduced or a new intervention, or you make an investment in terms of a hospital in a new care standard. For so you to understand whether or not that particular intervention, that specific therapy, that specific initiative uh, provided patient value can take years. And so we're oftentimes sort of chasing our tail and it's using lagging metrics rather than having a real time view of how care is delivered in America today. And so, Cometa Health is really focused on a Building a healthcare map of three hundred and twenty million patients across different care settings and different at-risk populations. Secondly, getting really granular and understanding of a de-identified basis, the full patient journey, and being able to then understand what should be done differently um, in order to provide better care for a patient. And then third, our map is near real time um, and being able to then within hours or days of an encounter, being able to see some of the changes at the population level and understand whether or not a specific intervention, a specific therapy or an initiative is working.
0: What have been the consequences of the use of incomplete data or, or gaps in data? Are health decisions being made on faulty premises?
1: Yeah, every, every single day. Now, let me give you an example. So, um, in a life when I uh, was in my consultancy and I was looking at some healthcare data on a de-identified level, there's a specific patient journey where um, it looked as though a, you know, a, a diabetic patient was admitted to the hospital by an emergency room doctor and was operated on them the same day by that op- by the emergency room doctor. And the real True was, obviously, there was an entire care team that was involved, but given the fact that there was incomplete data, um, and oftentimes there's data sets that only have a slice or a summary of what happened to that patient, you lose that on all the granularity of a complex set of coordination between teams and individuals and providers um, that actually got that patient... The therapy and the intervention that they needed. And so it looked like an emergency room doctor was performing heart surgery. The second example I would raise is um, there was a specific set of patient journeys that we were looking at within the geography. And we were looking for to understand um, the reasons around heart attack and some of the comorbidities that were associated with them. So we we thought individuals that were coming in. um, and they had you know, diabetes and hypertension, and they had a myocardial infarction, which is a heart attack. And then when you actually went back and looked at it, and you actually had the full patient journey, um, you begin to understand, hey, there's a lot of women that are on tamoxifen, uh, which is used for breast cancer treatment, but were the hypercoagulable state is a result of being on tamoxifen, that were then... You know, essentially getting these heart attacks, and so what we would have normally attributed to being diabetes and hypertension. When we actually had a full picture of the journey, had a much better resolution and understanding around the risk factors and the reasons why the specific ER was seeing so many heart attacks. And so these are just some examples of some of the biases that fragmentation, uh, fragmented or incomplete data creates. And um, the types of intervention decisions, as well as policy decisions, that are made on this sort of false or biased or incomplete data.
0: Well, let's talk about Komodo Health. What exactly is it, and what is it seeking to do?
1: So Komodo Health's mission is focused on reducing the global burden of disease to the most actionable healthcare map. So when we think about disease, we think about mobility and mortality and the impact of the entire health care system uh, addressing them, so the patient first. Secondly, when we talk about our healthcare map, we think about it as the journey to 320 million de-identified patients, the providers and institutions where they seek care, the therapies and interventions they use to treat those conditions, and the outcomes that relate to that. And we're able to use this healthcare map as an underpinning to build software and intelligence platforms that can help life sciences, companies, peters, providers, patients, patient advocacy groups better address disease burden, get the right therapy to the right patient at the right time in the right setting of care. And we think it's incredibly valuable now that we're developing a platform that enables other healthcare stakeholders to integrate and link their data sets to our data sets so that they can make better decisions around care for patients rather than suffering from the incomplete view. So for example, um, just giving visibility to, you know, a specific high-risk population and understanding that, hey, this particular patient pool They are getting first-line therapy two weeks after they would have been formally, two weeks after the diagnosis of lung cancer versus the folks right across the train track that are getting it the same day. Why does that care exist? What are the interventions we can use in order to address that? So these are the types of problems that we're able to solve using our actionable, nationally-represented and near real time health care map, and our software products that have been built into that. Well,
0: payers, drug makers, patient groups, and researchers may be interested in different types of questions. Can you walk me through some examples of how you work with these different constituents and, and how they're engaging with Komodo? What are they able to do with your products?
1: That's a great question. And that's a large focus area for us at Pomoda Health. Um, so as you might imagine, so we the ground truth of health care is incredibly empowering, but it also creates a moral imperative for us to say, wow, there's probably so many opportunities for better care and reducing the burden in here. How do we create access to it? So A, our partnerships with um, patient advocacy groups to be able to give them Real-time intelligence, so, for example, we're partnered with the cholangio Foundation. The carcinoma Foundation and the research that we've done together with one of the large major cancer centers, we've found that patients are not getting genomic testing. They're also not getting radiation therapy. Both of these have been the standard of care for for years. And then we are providing the real-time intelligence for, them, for the cholangio yeah. Foundation to go out there and educate these providers and institutions around what the standard of care is and how elevate those standards um, for the, the uh, you know, patients within their specific population. And then on the research side, there's a number of government as well as private institutions that are using their healthcare data to um, do everything from epidemiological work around incidence and prevalence at the county, and region, and even uh, down to the zip code level, so that they can understand where diseases are, and then they can then say, okay, well, how do we then take our understanding of the overexpression of a particular disease in the zip code, and how do we tie that back to public policy as investment? And so this is, this is work that is being done today, and the investment will only continue to grow as we partner with the research community.
0: One of the challenges of big data is is the quality of data coming in, but also knowing how to extract meaningful information, I imagine, is becoming a big challenge. How sophisticated or adept do people using your products to interrogate the data have to be to actually get actionable information that's reliable?
1: Yeah, that's actually, I love that question. And the reason I'm so excited is, we've spent a lot of time building software applications that um, are integrated into the workflow of, you know, life science companies, payers, and providers that require no coding skills whatsoever. And so it's the ability to focus on a, um, on a patient disease burden problem and then use the software and a workflow a instead of realistic, a uh, simple sliding bar, almost like, I would say akin to any sort of consumer UI product and be able to understand, oh well, what is the, you know, what is the relative disease burden in any given area? What are the providers and institutions where they seek care in the click of three or four buttons? And that for us is what creates that it closes the last model challenges of turning data or turning, you know, um, intel- intelligence into action and actually addressing the burden. And so I talked at once in today's conversation around a platform and a, the, value, the value of data, but much to your point, you know, it's the software, it's the workflow, it's the algorithms that are behind the power of that software that create the value for the system and create value for patients.
0: Sure. As we move into an era of big data, how do you see this reshaping the world of healthcare? Where do you think the biggest payoffs will be?
1: I think the biggest payoff and the most important payoff is that we're going to understand patient disease burden, morbidity and mortality, in a way that we could never understand before at the at um, the de-identified, very de-identified patient level so that we know how to get every single patient to the optimal outcome. So not just looking at it at a, oh, how do breast cancer patients do across the U.S., but looking at it as, well, how do metastatic breast cancer patients who are triple receptor negative and have failed to run the therapy, how do they do how does this specific region do, how does this institution do, and being able to then make fair choices in a live setting to optimize the outcome for a specific patient. So I think that's number one. The number two that I would say is that um, I think that the area of big data has kind of always been here, and I know that sounds strange. This is less around data and more around creating actionability and intelligence Software products, platforms, and workflow that enable everybody in the healthcare system to be able to compliantly use that data um, in order to make better care choices, whether you're a payer a provider or a life sciences company. And then the third piece that I would say is that there's a massive opportunity um, to drive education and adoption of better care standards. Right now, I believe that if you think about America, it's a set of it's 85% of the deviations from the standards of care result in negative patient outcomes. But imagine being able to think about like the other 15% where you're seeing deviations in the care standards that actually result in a better outcome for a patient, and being able to study that. It's a wide market map and being able to understand what the better care standard two, five, or 10 years from now should be, I think that's the future that is unlocked by the ground truth in healthcare, that's being built by, uh, built by Komodo Health, and powers all of our software and products.
0: Aswin Shandakatan, Chief Medical Officer and Senior Vice President of Corporate Development at Komodo Health. Aswin, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you.